You're listening to By the Way, a podcast about contemporary art news, where I present stories from the art world to my co-host, who has likely not heard anything about them. My name is Eric, and I'm an artist and an art professional here in Stockholm. My name is Ando, and I am a podcaster and an artist based in Copenhagen. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about pig sex. (laughs) So let's get started. Uh, So, yeah, I wanted to talk about the exhibition at the Guggenheim. Uh, It's their most recent exhibition called Art in China After 1989, Theater of the World. Mm. Um, It's been making a lot of headlines before it has opened. Have you heard anything about this by chance? Not a word. All right. Do you know much about contemporary Chinese art? Not much. I've read Neither it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a really great magazine called Leap, which is based out of uh, China. It's Chinese contemporary art, which I happen to leaf through every once in a while, and I very much enjoy. Um, I, I know, in fact, you showed me the documentary about the uh, guy who works with fireworks. Yeah, no, Skyladder is the uh, one, yeah. Yeah, and I I very much enjoyed that. So I've seen some. Whenever I do see some contemporary Chinese art, I've very much enjoyed it. Okay, for the yeah, most part. So, so anyways, I'll talk about this show uh, that has everybody up, or not everybody, but a group of people up in arms, and it's mostly the art or the animal activists that um, are up in arms about three particular works in this exhibition. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and tell you quickly. Uh, about those works and then also just the description of what uh, Artnet actually kind of summed up the statement of the exhibition. I think that's the easiest way to um, give you the context. Mm. It might be a bit long-winded, but I'll just give it a quick run here. All right. Um, so these two artists named Son Yon and Peng Yi have a, a, a work called Dogs Cannot Touch Each Other. Another artist named Hung Yong Ping the theater of war or three theater of the world in which the title of the exhibition comes from mm. and then uh Jing Bing which is called a case study of tra- uh, transference all these works have been shown uh in North America in Asia and in Europe so i think that's a little important right now just to say mm. and then uh artnet sums up the curatorial mission or the objective of this exhibition uh, very well. So I'll just uh, read that off to you. Uh, Intending to reflect how artists captured the violent change and bestial tumult of two decades charted by the show, set in motion by the shattered hopes and bloodshed of Tiananmen Square and capped by the controversial Beijing Olympics, which announced both the undeniable ascent of of China as a world power and its retreat from the international humanitarian norms. The curators included three works that involved animals, one in which they menace each other, another in which they kill each other and devour each other. Yeah, um, they don't. Uh, the, the the that people don't like that. The animal rights uh, uh, people who wear that on their sleeve do not like that. No, no, and you know, before I even tell you about the three works, I go back and forth. To be completely honest, um, mm. and I think you'll probably do the same thing, mm-hmm. especially being an artist and you know not a dick. Uh, you <laughs> <laughs> you know you don't want to see animals harmed, but then you're an artist and you're like, okay, I see some merit here as yeah, well. Yeah, it sounds so, like a troublesome conundrum already. Yeah. So 
the the work dogs cannot touch each other was a video performance that took place in 2003 in which the two artists took four sets of two dogs and uh, their pit bulls and put them on uh kind of like treadmills but they're self-propelled treadmills Mm -hmm. so the dogs aren't being forced to to actually run Um, these are also the same type of machines or treadmills that uh, fighting dogs are trained on to be aggressive so these dogs are set up in pairs facing each other on little treadmills essentially then there's kind of a curtain between them the curtains removed the dogs see each other and they aggressively go at each other because that's what they've been trained to do mm. and the performance goes on and it's an amusing uh, uh situation that goes on for about 10 minutes in which these dogs are essentially just running at each other ready to to attack i mean right. they're fighting dogs trying to get at each other yeah but they're restrained on these treadmills so um yeah so that's that work mm. then there's a work called a case a case study of uh transference Again, that's a video documentation like the first one of a performance that took place, this one back in 94. Um, And the artist stamped the pigs. Um, The animal rights activists have said they tattooed them, but it is that they stamped these pigs, or these two pigs, uh, with ink. One pig is covered in random uh, made-up Chinese uh, characters, which is kind of symbolic and also a trait of this artist that he plays with these fake characters. The other pig is tattooed with or stamped with Roman letters, just random. They look like Louis Vuitton style uh, font letters just stamped all over the body. Mm. These two pigs are then uh, led out into the museum and they're kind of in a, a large pig pen in that pig pen is lined with books. Yeah, then have the crowd around that's ready to watch the performance. And it doesn't seem like it takes too long because I think one of the pigs is in heat and the other pig is horny. Um, the the male pig is the Roman uh, lettered pig, and the Chinese character or the sorry the Japanese <laughs> character pig is the female pig. And you can only imagine what happens. They try to make uh, their own porno. Let's say. Yeah. Um, so that's that that work. The last work in which this is where the title of the exhibition comes from, and in my mind, oddly, the one that seems to be getting the most uh, vitriol. It's essentially a large sculpture. Think of a, a table-like object with that's built out of wood and wire mesh that resembles kind of like a large turtle shell. Mm-hmm. Inside of that turtle shell, they've the artist has placed amphibious uh, or sorry various animals, insects, amphibians, and reptiles. They all share this one big common shared space, and then they just let nature play out. So, so motherfuckers get eaten. Motherfuckers get killed. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah the, Got it. The, the smaller ones fall prey to the large ones, and then throughout the exhibition, they replenish the lower ones on the food chain. Yeah. So, um, What's your first impression of all of those, and then also in context to what I told you about what this show was supposed to be about. Well, I think I, I kind of have the same problem you do, is that I'm very torn. I think that 
the one with the dogs running especially is very evocative i think that sounds like a fairly powerful artwork mm-hmm. i also try to subscribe to some sort of uh some sort of ethos about don't be a dick and uh that includes not being a dick to animals yeah. so i would not personally be able to make that work uh especially if i knew uh those animals and saw what they were going through mm-hmm. uh, however i do not romanticize nature in the other sense i know that nature is brutal murderous uh you know awful uh it's not it's not all uh pocahontas movies you know yeah. there's a lot of uh you know it, it's a brutal world so to speak but i'm not sure that we should be facilitating that necessarily and I think in the end, you know what, if we're meat eaters, then we should shut the fuck up because this really has nothing. You know, if you really want to fight for animal rights, this is not the battle to pick. And out of these three works, from what you said, is the third one like maybe the least disturbing because of the type of animals in it? Totally. Versus... That's the weird thing. Like you totally anthropomorphize dogs more than you do a salamander. Yeah, it's just like killing mosquitoes versus saving a, a roly poly bug. You know, like it's it doesn't. It's it's totally like you know the cuteness factor plays such a heavy part of it. You know, and I Absolutely. happen to love pit bulls. I think they're beautiful dogs. So I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, those poor pit bulls. You know, but watching a, a a newt get flayed alive, I'm like, well, nature's brutal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> appreciate the honesty that's the thing is uh i think it's important just to be honest about it because most of us are somewhere more where you are especially our listeners that have i don't know they they appreciate the art world and they and they might not be animal activists on the the hardcore PETA level Mm. Um, well the other thing is like artwork should make you think right and they totally do in this case whether exactly. or not the artist intended to provoke you to the level where uh, shows might get canceled or censored or anything, whether or not that happened. I mean, because there's also a lot of cultural difference here. I don't know uh, very much about China, but what I have heard uh, educated white people who are clearly no better than everybody else uh, that, you know, animal rights are uh, there's a different just a different culture in, let's say, China. What's interesting is all three of these works have been shown in various museums and uh, and such over the the since their creation, but not all three of them have been shown at once. And there that actually been surprises a, me that they've had uh, successful runs of this one, especially with the dogs. Well, but it's only a video. That's the one thing. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's video documentation of a performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not like they're being, uh, you know run out every single time that's uh, shown Mm. it makes it in my mind slightly less offensive uh Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the the animal activist side that it occurred once Mm. but at least it doesn't occur every time so the artist said okay i need to make this point and this is the only way i know how to make it or i think is the most effective way of sorry to put the the animals in this context but these are the materials I need to use to make my statement that I find to be very important. And this is, you know, a statement about Chinese politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it's very evocative. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and speaking of, um, you know, us anthropomorphizing, having the pigs make sweet love over a pile of books seems a lot less shocking than having dogs who are trying to kill each other run at each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I've seen all three now. You know, I found videos of all three online. Mm. Uh, so I have, you know, obviously a little bit more understanding about what's going on in each one of them. But then than you have because you're just getting presented them right now. But definitely the second one to me was oddly the most disturbing, the one with the pigs. Um, yeah. Well, that's also it, a very evocative image, right? Yeah. I mean, he's but, putting symbols on pigs and letting them have at it, which has to do with like histories of sexual violence, repression. You know, it becomes very historically heavy, just the act of. Uh, well, the, the and setup. also you have to think of the pigs, the which one's which the male pig that in the in the video is quite aggressive and you're hearing the squealing and all that the male pig is the one with the roman lettering on him of course uh, and that's so, a very you know, certain choice you know that yeah, means something exactly um i think at the end of the day though they should just you know the the, the fact of the matter is this isn't like i couldn't personally stand to do works like this I would watch them though, because I do think that the artist has the right to make these, these, uh, these choices. And I think people have the right to protest them as well. That's fine. But I'm not really sure if this is where we should be picking our battles. Is the arena of art where, uh, let's just say those were the only attack pit bulls used in a one year period in the entire international art world. Is this mm. really the space? I mean, cause it's not legitimizing dog fighting in any sort of way. It's not no, like no. Incur- no kid's going to go to this and be like, yeah, I'm going to get into dog fighting. You know, like, exactly. It's not, no, it's, they it's, get it's, that it's, from the NFL, you know, from the early exactly. 2000s and watching Michael Vick. Exactly. So like it's not it, let's just contextualize this where it should be contextualized. It's a violent work. My wife wouldn't be able to watch it, for example. She would think it was fucking horrible. But I think that's, that's why it's so powerful. Exactly. You want to turn away from it. Exactly. So let's just pick, let's just choose, like, if you want to make a difference, then I would, uh, I'm not going to fight this fight. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Did you ever see this exhibition at uh, Nikolai Volner's gallery in Copenhagen there? Oh, the one with the dog? I didn't see it, but I know of it. Yeah. So I was working at the gallery next door, Neil Stark at the time, and went to the opening. And in the, it's a large uh, gallery. And in this uh, larger space, you can think of a big chain link fence bisecting mm-hmm. most of the room and mm-hmm. which you had to kind of snake yourself around from the, the entry of the room to the other uh, side in which there was another uh, door leading to the uh, rest of the exhibition. But to get through that space and around this chain link fence, there was actually dogs chained up. They were occasionally barking and kind of very aggressive as well. Mm. And just that experience and these dogs weren't harmed in any which way. Um, they're no different than any other uh, dog being chained up uh, outside of a supermarket, essentially. Or in your white but, trash neighbor's backyard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. A dog on a chain around a fence kind of, or a, a tree just hanging out. Sure. Um, but put in that context and with the echo inside of this white cube gallery, it it was really, you know, unnerving. Um, mm, mm, I imagine. The, yeah. Um, but so let me let me go ahead and jump to the where we are now with this. So so a lot of this has been going on and making the headlines, getting some traction online. Obviously, uh, shared uh, posts on Facebook that then turned into a, a change dot org petition, and the Guggenheim. 
has decided to remove those three works now from the exhibition. And they stated, out of the concern and the safety of the staff, visitors, and participating artists, the Solomon R. Guggenheim Museum has decided against showing the works and wrote that the, the Guggenheim regrets that explicit and repeated threats of violence have made our decision necessary. And then the uh, change.org petition, as of the recording of this, had right around 790,000 signatures on it. Um, wow. Yeah. And it's the, interesting that they note that, uh, that there isn't, they never at any point said they regretted the choice of the artwork or that it wasn't appropriate. They said personal safety issues. And, and violence, uh, being thrown at the museum and its staff, not, right. yeah. So, um, that's shitty. Yeah, absolutely. And the curator or the director of that department, I read up on her as well. She's been she's one of the leading uh, figures in the Chinese contemporary art world, and she's a part of the Guggenheim, uh, like scholar or mm. academic. Mm. So she has spent twenty five years with contemporary Chinese art. She lived in China. Um, that's what she does. She's one of the leading scholars. So it's not like she's not just doing this at a, to be provocative. Um, no, this is part of her research. I'll have links to, you know, a couple of these articles so people can read up on the details. There's it's a really good. good interview with her in which she defends the, the work and mm. why they need to be there. And she talks about how the works are brutal, but they mm. need to be brutal and they need to be a part of this exhibition because what happened, um, what this exhibition's about is the time between the Tiananmen Square and the Beijing Olympics. And that wasn't right. exactly the, you know, another, you know, lucky charms type of uh, period in Chinese history. There's some brutal stuff that happened during, what would that be about, you know, 88, 89, I think it was, until 2008. So big changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just the only last little thing I just wanted to add is a representative from PETA also weighed in um, saying that he demanded that the works be pulled from the show and says that neither of the two works deserve to be called art. And Fuck you. Thank you. That's exactly. <laughs> I hate that when people come in from other fields and says, that's not art. I don't go to a geologist and say, mm, that's not an earthquake. Look, motherfucker is confusing his own passions with the rest of the world. Like he has no, that's a non-objective stance. And, uh, and, and anybody who's a fanatic uh, gets less of a speaking right as far as I'm concerned. And I'm yeah, not talking about this sequitur. as an art. I'm not saying that all art can do anything. I'm not saying that. But I think that, uh, that if it touches people, I mean, it's evocative and it, 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 um, it helps uh, spread a message. Then uh, of course it's fucking art, you ding dong. <laughs> hey, hey, watch your language there. There's kids listening. Ding dong, come on. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to 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 say about this? Are there any other exhibitions that you've ever seen that were equally 
provocative. The only one I you. can think of is there's a Danish artist named Marco Ivaristi, I believe his name mm-hmm. is, who uh, who made a work where he put a, a goldfish in a blender full of water and uh, invited yeah. visitors to press the button. Yes, and that raised yes. a fair amount of controversy here. And eventually, someone did press the button. So yeah, I th- I think it's a it's a very powerful exhibition, and I think there's a little bit of um, too much sharing of this type of stuff on the internet in which people just jump in and it's a completely out of context. They're not. Yeah, the, they don't read enough about the artwork or the why it needs to be there, why the artist chose to do these things to give them a frame of reference to make these, like to sign a petition and say, Mm. get rid of it. Let's burn it. Um, Mm, mm, mm. And I think that's fine also, but I just like fine. If you, you have the right to be uh, up in arms about this, but uh, I have the right to call you a ding dong too. So (laughs) again, not safe for work. Come on. Cool. Well, let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of By The Way. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Friendster, MySpace, uh, all those uh, Gram media socials. Uh, And that's especially important because you will uh, find uh, videos, links, uh, news, all the stuff we're talking about will be posted on the website. uh, So you can kind of follow the story and educate yourself about what we're talking about. And before we go, we'd also really appreciate it if you take a moment to jump on iTunes and leave a five-star review, leave a review, talk about it, tell your friends. We're really hoping to spread the word here in the first episodes, get a couple of listeners on here. It would be a huge help for us. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. See you next time.